everyone, welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast for your engaged with the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three new perspectives from Drink Skill Range. I am the master builder of this episode, Andrew. With me, Keith, the tool man, Taylor. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and the one who's always hammering her thumb, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week, me and Keith, Keith both picked this, I guess. Yeah, you were the first one who played it, and then you told me to try it, and I instantly fell in love with it. But this week, we played Dragon Quest Builder 2 by Square Enix, Koei Tecmo, and Omega Force. I always thought it was Womega Force, because there's always a W, but I guess technically they're Omega Force. But Dragon Quest Builder 2 is a third-person action RPG-esque build, base building management game. It's a mouthful. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the story of Dragon Quest Builder 2 is you play a builder. Lo and behold, who would have thought? What? Well, granted, you probably you probably could have thought you were a dragon, but no, you are just a builder. Uh, and you are captured by these monsters who are hell-bent on destroying everything. So you as a builder who likes to create things, you are their arch nemesis. And of course, wackiness pursues and you end up escaping their clutches and go on a great adventure building your own world. So... Liz, I want to hear from you first. Was this a game or a pass? For me, this is a game. I actually wish I had way more time with it this week. I think I I got a little distracted at the beginning because at first I thought it was very structured, but there's actually quite a bit that you can do at your base and stuff. And I also was doing things wrong at the beginning, which thankfully, <laughs> Andrew... You never do that. Yeah, I, I, I never do that, guys. No. Uh, so I'm going to give it a game, and I feel like I just touched the surface, though, and I was watching Andrew play before we started, and I watched a little bit of the YouTubes, of course, and um, I, I definitely want to get more into this game. This is a definite game for me. I, I, do, I can't believe how much I was loving this game. There's some things about it that I really hated, but overall, I took to this game so quick. When I first started playing it, I was like, okay, I get it, I get it. Once I got to the first chapter... This game really clicked for me, and I loved it, and I want to keep playing it. This is an absolute definite game for me as well. It it was a game that I I don't know I'd seen. It came out. I remember playing the Dragon Quest RPGs. Well, one of them way back a million years ago, and I don't know. Did so I thought I'd give it a shot, and I think the first night I downloaded it, I sat and played it for like five straight hours until like three in the morning or something like I just it hooked me in that I will agree the intro is a little boring and we'll talk about that more but and there's definitely some funny things about it that in some ways that the things I hate about it add to its charm I think so it's a definite game all right so Keith you've played at least a little bit of the Dragon Quest series mm -hmm. I think right, it was so like I Dragon Quest have. 4 I think that was about it I I've I've always heard of the series I know it's very beloved I know things of it. Like, I know the slime is very iconic in this game, and I know, obviously, some of the dragons are very iconic. But I have never played any of them. I enjoy JRPG every once in a while, but I never got into them. So, for someone who's at least played a little bit of it, I've always was curious, what does this game really have to do with Dragon Quest? Because to me, this could have been its own universe. Like, it didn't seem like it needed to be part of the Dragon Quest universe. Are there dragons in it? Yes, there are some. Not many. So, as I mentioned, I did only play one Dragon Quest game ever, and I think I was a freshman in high school. I might have even been, in, like, in junior high, honestly. Borrowed it from a kid from school and never brought it back to him, actually. Sorry, Chad. <laughs> Anywho, I... I so he's I, listened to this podcast and he's pissed. Probably. <laughs> it's like, I knew it. I mean, I have him on Facebook. But, anywho, I'm getting I'm getting distracted. My point is, is that I... I can't tell you I know the story enough or remember it enough. I, I of course, so I mean you don't listen to the story anyway. No, maybe I did back then, but I I like vaguely recall you turning into a dragon and like that was a big part of it. It was it was a really fun RPG actually. I I remember enjoying it a lot, and I think that's part of why I never gave it back because I wanted to keep playing it and then I just forgot. So I I don't, but I'm guessing it probably like it, the children of Hargon and all of these like yeah Lords I know of I know these monsters I assume are probably just part of it. it so yeah, I think you're still right. I think they could have just ripped the Dragon Quest out of this game and it could have been fine. But I think it I think it ties in somehow probably with just like canon and characters is is what I would best expect. So I because I was I was hoping you knew a little more because I mean if any listener out there knows. And it's a huge fan of the Dragon Quest series. 
I hope this game doesn't really follow too much of the formula or the story of Dragon Quest. Like, I, I'm pretty sure, like, like I said, I know a little bit of Dragon Quest, and I'm pretty sure, yes, these are all the same monsters, same main bag, big bad guys. But as far as, like, the overall story, I hope the RPGs aren't like this, because I don't think I have ever been so bored in an RPG-type S game story. I could care less. I was skipping through so much dialogue. I was getting so sick well, of the story. Well, because they kept repeating themselves yes. over and over and over again. And, I mean, eventually, one of the uh, bad guys was talking about how, like, breaking the rules is kind of, like, destroying. And that's why he's okay, like, working with the builder and stuff. But I was just like, if I hear one more person just say, builders are bad, but I'm like, I, I just, I was over it. And then Non-stop. also, there's, like, some things, like... You know, somebody is added to your group and this text comes up and you can't skip by it and you're just waiting. Like, sometimes, I I mean, my Xbox is one of the older ones. It was like 10, 15 seconds. And I'm just like, I just am done. <laughs> and it was like, it was, I feel like it was so constant. And then with the dialogue that was just so repetitive, sometimes the text, I just, I, I was over it. Yeah, I I mean, I think just the nature of it as an RPG, if, if I do recall, a lot of it had that same text type of pop-ups and things like that. You know, this person has joined your party, whatever it may be. But I, as a whole, I don't, I don't remember it being terribly boring. If I recall correctly, you do like rebuild this castle and you like recruit people to come back to it. I could be completely mixing it up with another game, but I think there was some building in it. So, so there was that. Are you thinking of Suikoden? Yeah, probably. But I think they were similar in nature. Are there any really good characters that come up? Because no. right when the game starts, <laughs> you have the most annoying characters. Like, Lulu is so rude and demanding. And you're just surrounded by lazy people at first. And they're just, like, oh, so rude. And so for me, I was just like, there has to be a funny, charming character waiting for me. And you're saying there isn't. No. Oh, geez. So I, so the whole overall story, as I kind of said at the beginning, is, yeah, you're a builder. And you're a rare breed because these people, the children of Hargon, keep killing the builders. And you end up crashing on a ship because you were a captive. And you go to the Island of Awakening where you meet your partner, Malroth, who at the very beginning of the game you learned is like the main bad guy. So you have like the main bad guy tagging along with you, but he lost his memory. So he cannot build anything because he's the Lord of Destruction. But just like the constant talking and the dialogue, everything, because you're just going to island and island, meeting these people who fear builders because they're afraid a builder will bring more to death and destruction on them. Just the constant dialogue and repeating over and over again. No, I didn't find any characters lovable because for me, there was just so much repeating text. So much of people, as Liz said, I'm going, oh, builders are bad, but I'm going to stick with you to keep an eye on you. And next text, oh, I love builders. Literally just it's always that there's no interesting character development. Why would they kill builders? I don't understand that because you can't destroy things unless somebody's making something. So for me, that it just like they're stupid. Well, I mean, well, I think that's why they kind of keep you alive. Yeah, but they're killing all you. Like, I'm like, aren't you supposed to be like one of the last builders? Like, everyone's like, "Whoa, a builder!" Like, you, I, I mean, they're surprised. Well, I think they're more I surprised that you're actually admitting it. For one, is that there's probably more builders out there, but they're just hiding. But I, like, I get what you're saying, and, and I mean, it, I guess that just you need a protagonist to be a protagonist for for the sake of it. But I. Yeah kind of i don't know i i obviously didn't beat this game it's very very long but oh yeah i i don't know i feel like it not fully twist like it's not going to be some mind-blowing like story plot twist or anything but i i don't know i just feel like there's going to be more to it as far as like he's not ultimately going to be the bad bad guy i think there's going to be something there but i there was a few characters i liked but you're right there's absolutely zero development of anyone your character as we just complained about what, two weeks ago in Dead Space, they don't speak. All you can do is say yes or no occasionally, and saying no doesn't matter because then oh they're just going to have to say yes anyways. So I hated, hated that so much. Yeah, or or like the worst thing would be like, okay, we'll come back and talk to me later if you want to if you want to do that thing. So like, there's no dialogue from your character. They just kind of awkwardly nod or ooh, and I'm not going to jump fully ahead, but the noises they make are are uncomfortable. <laughs> but like I, I did like Pastor Al on the first island. 
I thought yeah. he was like, I don't know. He just seemed genuinely nice. And I don't know. It made me laugh because he was basically always threatening to destroy them. And you're right. Uh, repeating text a lot. Yeah. Kept repeating. I'm going to destroy you now. Just kidding. I'm going to destroy you now. Just kidding. It's like, I, oh, this is not funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose it, it got a little old, but I did like him. And also from the fa- the first island was uh, was it Brittany, the soldier that always yeah. tries to talk like she's, I don't know. Oh, like an influencer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was annoying. See, I I thought it made me laugh. It, it didn't fit in any context of, of the gameplay or yeah, anything, I but it was, I, I thought it was kind of funny. I also like wish that you could kind of pick your personality with your character because they instantly make her a pushover. So Lulu at the beginning is like, oh, we're going to name it Lulutopia or something. And you just like don't say anything. <laughs> Which I wish I had the option to either say like, yeah, okay. Or take a backseat um, girl. You can do all the work then. Like, yeah. So for me, I didn't understand that. Why? Like you just kind of have no personality. Yeah. I felt like this game very much had characters that I very much love to hate. Like as we mentioned with Lulu. Because yeah, that moment you're talking about. This like spirit of the island legitimately just says, I am giving you the builder, this island. This is your island. And as soon as you start saying that, the girl's instantly like, cool, it's Lulutopia now. It's my island. And it's just like, he literally just handed it to me. And this person's going in and claiming it as our own. It's like, man, you're the worst. And Malroth tries to as well. Yeah. Malroth, uh, Bonanza tries to. Um, Dougie tries to. Literally everyone keeps trying to take this island from you and name it their their own thing. Oh, yeah. But at least Maltroth is actually doing work and defending you and fighting with you. Yeah. Lulu does start to help, doesn't she? Once. Eh. I mean, not Planning just, stuff. Yeah. She builds a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that she deserves your island, that the, yeah. the spirit of the island handed to you. You said this is your island. But, but at least she does help a little. I'll, I'll give her that. But yeah, another thing that you mentioned earlier, Keith, I besides your main character not talking, another huge pet peeve of mine is when a game gives you fake choices. And oh, I hated this game, did that. Constantly, hey, will you help me? Yes or no? Doesn't matter what you say. Because then they go, oh, you must be joking. And it just repeats over again. It makes you say yes. It's like, don't give me the option. Just go with the story. I hate when a game fake gives you a choice. It's just because all it does is add dialogue that you have to go through. It does. They have to repeat. And it's just like, no. Which just continue. Like, if you're playing the game, then, or if you're playing Dragon Quest Builders, what I would tell you is, unless you're overly engaged in the story or you really like the dialogue, I don't understand you. But if you do, <laughs> or unless you really do, turn the dialogue to the highest speed and just breeze through most of it. It's, yeah, just jump in the story every once in a while, and honestly, you'll get the story. Yep, you'll you'll know exactly what's going on. You might get a few laughs, and probably even more laughs, because it won't be the same tired, boring joke all the time. Yeah, well, I will say, as far as the story goes, uh, there was some humor in it that I kind of enjoyed. Uh, so this game says it's rated E, 10 and up. It is uh, notch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is this, but this game is actually filled with sexual innuendos. Uh, granted, kids probably will not get them, but I will say this game was uh, pretty perverted. <laughs> There's at least a whole like six hour stretch where it is because that's how long you're in crumble cake for. It feels like maybe longer. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the place is called like crumble done, but Keith always calls it crumble cake. But yeah, the second island, there's three main islands you go to. And the second island you go to is like a desert mining town. And there is one female, and it is filled with beefcake men that are minors. And they all grew up with this girl. Like, they knew the girl as a baby. And literally the entire chapter is literally about how this entire town and a stone golem is trying to get with the one girl. And some of the text is really awkward. (laughs) Yeah, it's very uncomfortable at at certain points. Because I know you say kids won't get it, and probably for the most part, but it's not... It's not completely hidden. It's it's pretty overt at points. <laughs> but I also just, I always picture, like, I mean, how many people are sitting at a table talking about all this perverted stuff to put in the game? It's like, it's just, it's just weird to me. I mean, granted, they're not saying, like, overtly perverted things, but the context of what is going no, on in this I, town I is kind of uncomfortable. I think it's pretty blatant. <laughs> I mean, when she dresses up in a, in a bunny leotard and they're screaming, dance for us, dance for us. I don't know. And that they're going to the rush the stage. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't quite understand that either. 
it was it it was uncomfortable so i i would definitely like you can play this game around kids but if if they're smart about this and you don't want them to see anything like that then i would say just skip through basically all of the crumble cake dialogue otherwise i don't remember anything being too too bad it was just like that one weird island it just yeah it's there's, there's no language uh there's obviously like some other innuendos like of uh hinting at porno magazines oh, and yeah. sticky pages Ugh. I did. I did catch that one. Well, it. I feel like to a certain degree, that's sort of the nature of like JRPGs. Like I know this isn't, but it's a. It's removed from it, if you will, because it's in theory by the same writers and and all that. So, I don't know. I I feel like there's some bits of that that are just kind of always in those types of games. Yeah, I mean, like, so I enjoyed some of that dialogue every once in a while because it was kind of funny. But I mean, like I said, as Keith said, the uh, the crumbled in area kind of it, some of it even made me a little uncomfortable. But yeah, the dialogue for as far as the story went, I'm on the last chapter, which is by far the best chapter. I like story wise and everything. Uh, but overall, yeah, I highly recommend Keith what Keith says. Just do max speed text and just read every once in a while. Did you find the story interesting at all, Liz? I did, but I just figured that it was going to take so long to get anywhere with it. And I mean, I was playing a bit slower, too, but I kind of just was like, do you know what? I'll eventually figure it out. So I didn't really get too involved in it. I think one thing that I really liked with this game is that um, the people that are asking for things, it's like it actually makes sense. So you have a bunch of people and they, they're like, can you make us like a bathhouse? And so they make a bathhouse. This guy's like, hey, do you know what? I don't like to poop in front of people. Can I have like a little small little bathroom? And it's stuff that like other games I feel like don't really think about. I kind of, I definitely wish that there was um, – because you have a template for the bathrooms. So you know exactly – the sorry, the bathhouse. And you know where to put all the stones and stuff. But a lot of the rooms, they're like, you need to make a small room, specifically a small room or a medium room. And But they don't tell you like how big it's going to be yeah. or anything. So I wish that there were more templates in the game. I think that would have been more helpful because otherwise I thought that the map was very helpful. The fast travel was really helpful, but that's something I kind of got frustrated. So I ended up having to like keep cutting a room until I got to the right size. Yeah. that was, I'm sure there's some sort of guide on like how you could figure out like what square blockage, I guess would be like small and all that, or probably figure it out just by a little bit of trial and error. But I mean, you did make a really good point though, as far as like, the nature of the buildings and like yeah it's all very important like especially like the four shower room that needed windows so people could see people showering yeah oh, oh no i'm sorry let me take that back it was so you could see and have a nice view while you were the showerer yeah yeah that was weird okay that was weird text <laughs> yeah that so that was it that was another crumble cake gem right there and um yeah you build a, a creepy voyeur bathhouse so there's and a massage room. Oh yeah, I don't think I built the yeah. massage room. No, but uh, no, I I agree. So I think where this game really shines, really shines, is the gameplay. So the kind of nice thing about Dragon Quest Builders too is this game's very kind of episodic. So even though the story is not great, a lot of them are kind of their own separate stories. There's an overall story of you and Malroth and Malroth getting his memory back and kind of trying to figure out like why he can't build and why he's like progressively getting angrier and his power is getting stronger. But there's like these episodic, there's three main islands you go to. One is like a farming land. One is a mining land. And the other one is a castle that you have to like, it's based on like a lot of warfare and they're all their own different kind of stories. And the whole purpose is you're trying to recruit these people to bring back to your main island, which your main island is honestly like a sandbox mode. Just, hey, this is your island. You bring people here. You got new recipes, build fun structures. You have some missions there, but it's more just meant to be fun. But I loved the building in this game. I'm normally not a huge creative person or a building person, but I loved it. I do agree with you, Liz. I do wish there was a better blueprint templates kind of going on every once in a while you get a blueprint you can lay down on the ground personally and it like shows you a dialogue on like how you set things up but you can't just like on your own free will create a blueprint and put it down on the ground it's it's only objective wise which was really annoying so yeah as liz was saying like sometimes you don't know what size of a room it needs to be and it's kind of a trial and error which is unfortunate but i think this game at least gives you really good tools and I think that they give you new stuff at a really good rate. 
or at least at the point that I'm at in the game, where you're starting, I'm starting to get like more like decor pieces and uh, new building stuff. You're constantly getting uh, recipes for new swords, and so for me, I actually really like the progression that way. See, that's where I, I agree with Andrew, and it's funny because I guess I thought you were more into builder games. I guess I'm thinking more inventory management. Which this game starts. It depends on the building. Yeah. And I mean, this game kind of starts out as like some sort of a management game when you're in the farming. And so I kind of thought that's how the whole game was going to go. So, like Andrew said, with like the episodic and changing nature of the game, I think I'm easily 30 plus hours into this game. And like I'm still getting new stuff just trickling in that I'm like, oh, that's a new mechanic. That's a new fun thing that I can do. Yeah. But. What I also really loved about it, and I think it's part of what just hooked me right into it, is as you do whatever it is you're doing, you know, the farming, the mining, it all has a little bit of automation that actually builds on itself too. So, uh, like, I'm terrible at making sure I do things like remembering to go water the crops. That's why I'm bad at inventory management builder type games. But having them like, oh, okay, now that you've hit this level, we're going to take care of that for you. You still have to harvest them. And you still have to plant them, but we're going to water them. But then you go a little further and then, hey, just give us the seeds and we'll plant them. We'll water them. And so it's just, I really, really appreciated that aspect of it. And it made it so much more, um, uh, the, the crap, what's the word we always use? The one for Liz, you know, when she's able to play the game. <laughs> Handholdy? No. <laughs> I don't know. A- approachable. But I do agree with you. <laughs> Oh, accessible? Accessible. There we go. Oh, yeah. So it just makes the game so much more accessible. Yeah, no, I fully agree. Like, I was thoroughly impressed for how long this game is, but the gameplay really is just, it keeps being, like, fresh. There's, each of these islands are so unique in their own. It's not so much like, hey, you built a city. Cool, you completed this chapter. Here's another island. Yeah, you're just building, like, another city. Congratulations, you did it. Go to the next island. No, each one is very unique into what you're doing and what you're building. For me, on the third chapter, which is by far my favorite chapter, it actually, the game has become like a turret defense game. You're actually building like a gauntlet, setting up traps. You actually have like numerous people actually fighting with you. It's really cool. And I fully agree. Like I love that how this game gets to be accessible, but not fully automated it very much is yeah try to build this at first you know get the ball rolling but once you do that enough you can still do it but you can have the people help you now they can do these things like they can speed up the process and i loved that and it it, it, because like i enjoy builder games but i hate meticulous builder games like i enjoyed minecraft but after a while i get really frustrated like spending hours and it's like cool all i did was just build like one of my towers in my castle like that took so long but with dragon quest builder even though it's the same kind of concept of like you're literally placing brick by brick the fact that it incorporates like the npcs helping you and you have these templates and these blueprints and you're able to build things so much quicker and the tools you got are really great i love the tools you got to use to build in this game like when you get the trowel and you can just quickly swap the blocks out of a wall it's such a nifty tool i love it I actually never really used that enough, but as far as like the build, the big build projects at the end of the round, it it felt like it came at the perfect time. It was like just at that point where you're like, all right, I'm kind of tiring of the section, and yeah. and even like you don't even have to collect the materials, like which is kind of weird to me because it has this aspect where it's like, yeah, just put the materials in there for you and we'll do the building. But they also just go collect all of them, so you don't even have to do that. In the third chapter, you do. Third chapter, you have to supply all the stuff. Okay, that's fair. And and I actually wouldn't have minded, honestly, if I had to. I kind of like that aspect of games. And I would have liked it more than just like the, hey, let's just send you out on this weird little side mission because yeah, we don't know what to else kill to kill time do. while we build. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather just be like, hey, go out and collect this stuff. And once you've built this, we need you to build the stairs that we need to, to install and like things like that. I would have been totally on board with that. But I also liked that it didn't. It made it just so much more fun to just focus more on playing the game which in most builder games isn't the case like in minecraft i'm not running around trying to find fights and do things like that or like hey i got a new sword they help i'm sure but i was like excited if i got new equipment in this game and things like that or you don't usually have that in a builder game yeah i also think that there's so many cool things to find like whenever i'd be out doing a quest i'd always end up finding one of like for instance like the puzzles 
that I mean, at the point that I'm at, that it's super easy, but it's still fun to stumble across something like different to do, you know, switch it up a little bit. Yeah. As far as like uh, this game obviously has a lot of building in it, but it actually has like a third person action RPG esque type gameplay as well for combat. The combat, I think, was very simple for the most part. You're just mashing Y and swinging your sword, but you're leveling up. You're finding new swords, finding new armor, finding new gear. It, it's not you're not finding a ton like it's not like a, a looter shooter, like monsters aren't dropping random loot. You're you're finding recipes by destroying like mini bosses that you find around the world. But I really enjoyed the combat. As simple and repetitive it is, which isn't surprising, if anyone knows uh, Koei Tecmo in Omega Force, they are the studio behind the infamous Dynasty Warriors series, which both me and Keith love. Please come to Game Pass. I would love to do one of those games. The most repetitive gameplay, but those those games are really fun. They're very mindless, awesome. and that's very much what this combat is. It's yeah. very mindless, but I loved like defending my base. I loved going out and finding these like monsters and stuff. See, I didn't like defending my base, because for me, I wish that... I, at least at the beginning, like I, I wish I could build some kind of like fence that they couldn't go by. Like even you can. just what well, at the point that I'm at, like they still get through. Like I have a gate around my my garden and stuff. There are still some blocks you can build. I just wish that they didn't bother me when I was trying to have fun building my base. You know, <laughs> like it's like, for me, like I I like the builder aspect. I like making the rooms that I want to make them. And whenever you're at your base, you get attacked. And I kind of disagree with you in that I find the fighting kind of repetitive. I don't really care to do it. So when they come to my base, it's just an annoyance. It's not really fun for me. See, when they came to my base, it's generally not a very hard force. So I actually would normally ignore it and just let the NPCs kill them for me and just let them do the work. And while I continue doing my thing. Yeah, because I don't think they did enough base damage. I don't think I ever lost more than like 5% of my base integrity and if it was a big battle it's just automatically rebuilt for you too so it wasn't even like a real big loss if they destroyed your entire base oh i didn't know that (laughs) but still i mean i i do think that the fighting is repetitive because like you said you're just hitting y over and over and over again It is. and when you're going around you're still every once in a while you'll come across a new enemy so on the first island i was really surprised to see those like zombie hands reaching out at me but you're seeing a lot of the same enemies over and over and over again, and you're fighting them the same way. So for me, I just, it was eh. Yeah, and enemies, for the most part, aren't too unique. Even the bosses, they all literally have one to two like attack moves. So none of the fights are really overly complicated. If you start to lose, you literally just step out a little bit and let the NPCs continue fighting for you. Because you always at least have Malroth with you. And that guy is hits like a truck, and he has a ton of health. So for me, I'm always just like, have at it, have at it buddy. I'll yeah, just watch because you. when you're making swords, a lot of times you'll get a recipe that's specifically for him, and his is his swords are always stronger than mine. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's built on on that, and if you notice too, every time you level up, it says he gets stronger. Your base and HP increases. You don't gain more attack power unless you get a better weapon. His increases with every level, and he gets a lot better weapons than you do. So he's like really your your actual weapon in a lot of ways yeah liz i was surprised how much you enjoyed the building because you weren't too well i know i guess you did a lot of work in minecraft you had the most intricate house out of all of us in it but yeah you're only on the first island but you are like your base looks really nice you made everything out of wood me most of my house were made out of dirt i literally just slapped you know threw some blocks and some holes and there you go there's a room for you guys well, that's the it. problem because I, I felt like I needed to do more with the game. So I stopped like actually making floors and stuff. But then I was like, oh, I feel like I'm not doing a good job. I'm not putting enough <laughs> effort into it. So then I didn't even want to build at that point because I couldn't are mad do it the you. way that I wanted to. Well, because I, I mean, I need to get further in the game for the podcast. But if I was just playing this just for funsies, like I, w- I would be so much further back <laughs> just working on houses. <laughs> I know, because I kept warning you, you're you're on the first chapter area, like the first island. And I'm like, this isn't even like the main one. Like, your island of awakening is the one you keep returning to. That's the one you want to make fancy. But you're always like, no, I'm good. This is, I like this. <laughs> yeah, I think the it's... first room I built, I put floorboards down. And then everything after I went, it doesn't matter. It's relaxing to me, like building them. Yeah. Well, so it's this is a weird aspect to me, and this is one of my kind of gripes of this game, but also it's not, is the building is super finicky, but it's also super easy. 
so it's like some, I agree with that. Sometimes it's, it's like weird. this weird camera angles that you just can't quite get the block to go where you want to. But then if you can get it in the right place, it has not that uh, like a great feature where you can just like build. And if it is pointing, say, like to, in a certain direction, you just keep building and it just adds in, into that line that you're trying to build on. So it's like nice. It has great features. But man, the camera kind of sucks. Well, I Andrew, thought the camera's you had okay. me switch it. You yeah. showed me that you could do it so that you were what? What's that? Uh, There's third person and first person. Yeah. So I didn't realize that. I mean, I could really do that because I mean, maybe I said because I was skipping through the dialogue a little bit sometimes. But yeah, I, when Andrew showed me that, that was a game changer. Whenever I struggled, I would just do that. Yeah, it was nice if you really wanted to be meticulous and like make sure you put things in the proper area. Yeah, you can go to first person and just it gives you so much more control. Obviously, you're building slower, but you can really set things right. But this game wasn't, like, punishing at all of you. Obviously, you screw up with your blocks, which is nice. But, yeah, you have, like, tools of, like, your hammer destroying the block. Or you have gloves where you can actually just pick up blocks and move them around. And it made the gameplay interesting. Because even, too, there's random puzzles that are around the map. They're very simple. Normally, like, you know, it's either some sort of color coordination puzzle or, you know, filling out a square or something. I enjoyed the puzzles. I didn't find them too difficult, but there was like another thing that was just like a nice change of pace. I thought this game just had so many little things kind of throwing in at you that always just kept me hooked and I kept wanting to play more. Yeah, I think there was at least one or two puzzles that, I don't know, probably struggled for about five minutes with and just said, eh, I'll come back to this later. So there were some that gave me enough of a struggle I didn't beat them because then I also just didn't go back to them as I do. But as a whole, yeah, they, I think they were easily enough, but difficult enough they were just good enough so overall i thought the the accessibility with this game i think is really good i think the tutorial explains things pretty well i think this tutorial took a little too long but i am curious guys what did you guys youtube this week uh what was it you say what did you youtube yeah so for me i didn't youtube gameplay at all or the puzzles i thought they were really easy for me, I just wanted to look at the other worlds because I knew that I wasn't going to get very far. Because all of a sudden, it was like the end of the week, and I was like, crap. So I did it so that I could see what the other islands looked like and other gameplay. But I didn't have any questions or anything, and that's usually why I watch YouTube. Oh, that's good. I can't remember exactly. I think I might have – I might not have YouTubed it. I might have done like a uh... – was it Gamopedia or whatever, like the Wikipedia yeah. for games? I might have looked up like an achievement or some like how to build something on there, but I don't think I actually yeah. achieved anything. That's the only thing I looked up. Once you get to the Island of Awakening, they kind of just tell you, hey, build a hotel. And it's like, well, what's what's included in that? Like, do I need to build a large room? What do I need to put in this room? Do I need to put like a reception desk? Beds, obviously, but like how many? Like they don't tell you. It just says build a hotel. So there was a couple of things. It's like, well, I guess I have to look this up. So I thought that was kind of disappointing, but overall, no, I thought this game explained things so well that I didn't really feel like I needed a YouTube much. You can also do things wrong and it still works. Like Andrew saw that because I thought they used your hammer to get up the food that you were growing. Oh my and, gosh. And I, so I'd have to replant all the time. Every time she's growing plants, she used her hammer, which <laughs> so dug up the seed. And I'm like, stop doing that. You have to replant the seed. I was like, can we just use I your thought sword? it it's told good. me to. I thought the, the girl said that's how you did it. Oh, but again, that's probably but like the my first error. time I told you, you're like, no, I like doing it this way. And I'm like, yeah. like no, no, I said work. I thought the woman told me to do it that way and it was working. So I was like, oh, maybe it just does it both ways. <laughs> I like Andrew's lie way better. No, I like doing it this way. Oh, there is one thing. Another thing I want to mention in the gameplay for me. That was a, for me. If it, they reduced the amount of time you spent on the Island of Awakening, I think I would have enjoyed this game so much more. I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved my time with this game. But I felt like the Island of Waking moments, like the in-between sections of the main islands, anytime I got to one of the main islands, I love this game. Anytime in between, I'll get pretty bored. And specifically, between chapter two and three, you go to prison. Mm -hmm. And that segment for me, I it took me like two or three. I had to stop a handful of times because I was like, this is so boring. Prison isn't supposed to be fun, though. So, <laughs> but I mean... the segment honestly outstayed its welcome. 
the dialogue was an interesting characters were an interesting i just like get me off this island i want to get back to building well, i want to get back to what i'm, I'm sure doing. that's how prisoners feel they were really giving you that experience <laughs> I, I don't think that's what they're I, I don't think you're wrong but i don't think that's what they were going for they wanted to go for the real hard prison experience <laughs> yeah I was... you can't fast forward time you have to sit here <laughs> i was i was definitely trying to push through and i got I don't know how far I got through the jail, but I got to the point where you're like trying to stealth your way around. And that was where I you're had pretty far. I had, I had to cut it there. Cause it's, it's easy enough. I'm sure. But I had just done it a few times and I was getting, like you said, short of bored with the game at that point, unfortunately, that I just went, eh, I'll, I'll put this down. It was also getting very late and I needed to go sleepies, but it also just, yeah, the jail sucks. It really does. Yeah. But you know what also I thought for me kind of sucked is also the graphics. I was not a huge fan of the graphics. Some of it I thought was okay. For me, there's like a handful of things that just really annoyed me, specifically the character models. Keith, you said you didn't mind it, but I hated the character models. Everyone looked like they had like adult heads, but baby bodies. They had the tiniest hands, but like chunky torsos. Everyone looked like a baby. And that's also what made the whole crumbled in weird guys hitting on the girl thing because to me it's like she looked like a baby and it was like this is weird i kind of agree with that and i felt like there was a lot i mean you're seeing the same monsters but they'll have like a different color like the slimes there were different colored ones a little bit yeah uh i did like that they changed the atmosphere when the spores came in and the sky kind of turned pink there's another game that was really good that that we played i forget what it's called it's the one where like you um do the zip line thing to different islands we played it all the three of us together you have a base as well you're oh, defending your base uh, uh drake's hollow yeah yes so i felt like it was kind of like that with with drake's hollow yeah i thought the landscape was good in this game i enjoyed the landscapes like i thought the islands were very unique i loved them especially yeah like you got the snow the desert Those it was very cool. clear when there was something that you need to pick up and there was a lot of times that i was running back through old areas i had been and i saw that i didn't pick things up so it was really helpful that way yeah for me okay overall i enjoyed the graphics i just hated the character models i couldn't get over it i hated them i i definitely get what you're saying i don't i don't know that i fully agree at least they didn't bother me they weren't great but it it sort of was just like they just slapped one body style together everyone gets that except for i guess the the chunky builder guys they kind of give them some some shoulders and all that good stuff but they really just threw together a one body character and i don't know reused it but i i thought yeah the overall terrains were really cool i liked that there was like distinguishing hey i'm moving throughout different areas like you knew when it was shifting and then yeah they did a really good job with it because i like to the use of the terrain in this game as well uh, as you're progressing the land legitimately feels like it's changing and transforming. Like I actually felt like I was progressing. Like in the very first island you're in, like all the soil is like poisoned and it's all like gross looking soil. But like as you're just progressing through the game, like the environment itself is improving. Grass is getting greener. Like you can have more soil. I really loved the use of the terrain. Just them bodies. Them bodies I did not like. <laughs> yeah. I also like... This game does a very uh, anime thing of super generic looking people, but then you got the super detailed people with crazy hair, and it's like, guess who the protagonist is, or guess who a main character is? Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of that. Which I do kind of like a little bit with the dialogue, because they kind of make jokes about it a little bit on the first one, because you, you pick up quests from some of these generic looking dudes, and they're like do you remember me? And if you say yes, and he's like, wow, I didn't think you would recognize me looking because I look like everyone else. They kind of make like a joke about it. They also did that motion, like that yippee motion that they do in a lot of games yeah. where like you complete something and then like spin around like, yes. You and Malroth are always giving high fives. Yeah, I mean, I, exactly, yeah. I do love that when you teach Malroth to give a high five. So, so that's kind of fun. He describes it as like smacking fist. Keith, the way that you said that was fun was the least fun sounding thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that, that, that was fun. That, that, was, that was fun. fun. <laughs> we, I enjoyed that moment in time. Let's all slap hands together. As funny as those were, though, I, I hated kind of the cheering moments because there's uh, yeah, not no. a lot of sound in this game. But yes, there's so much repetitive noise. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Like it's just this weird. And it's a it, lot of no, it. There's no voice acting. 
So every once in a while, yeah, the most you hear is like expressions every once in a while. And once your town starts getting big and you have a lot of people, you're just hearing a lot of huzzas kind of around. And it really got annoying. Yeah. I didn't really care for the music that much either. Yes. The regular music and the enemies are nearby music. Not, like Whenever it would switch... I would like become attuned to it. Like I would just like it would like oh I was it was too much for me. The music I give a definite pass. Yeah, <laughs> this it, is a game I would actually recommend you mute and just listen to your own stuff. Well, so it's funny, and this is this is one of my gripes actually is I did that for a while, but they do use the music in ways that are helpful, and it's unfortunate. A little bit. And yeah, exactly. But, and that's what's frustrating about it is it's I don't just, think justifies it though. It it doesn't it doesn't because. Like I guess yeah, I'm thinking of the example where on on one of the islands you have to build somebody a room, and the music changes if you're too far out of like your area to build it. And it as soon as I had that prompt, it was simple. But I had just a not been paying attention to it, and b not been using like in-game music for a while, so I had no idea that was even a thing until you told me. But that said, yeah. I also played like four hours of this game with just my own music playing in the background. So you don't need it, but there are aspects that they use it. And I don't know. It doesn't make it unplayable like, without it, but it's frustrating. Yeah, that's like the only justification I would say. Because there is specific town music. And for me, it was mostly on the second chapter when you're in Crumbledon. I think it's like Crumbledon. I feel like we're completely just pronouncing No, place, I think it's actually Crumbledon. Yeah. Like crumble yeah. dash done. And it's but your big. main starting town is really small. And yeah, if you build a base outside of the music, which is considered out of your base zone, it does not count the room. So even though you may put like a sign saying this is your room, they will not sleep in it. It doesn't count. So the music kind of helps you figure out where your borders are, but does not justify the music. And also, yeah, there's battle music. So, you know, if you're fighting, being fought or something like that. But the battles were so easy. Even if you didn't know you were being a fight, fought, you can easily run away, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, honestly, mute the music. Because for me, the music at best was elevator music is what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not very good. It sounds like they pulled it from, like, Dragon Quest 1. And they're just like, yeah. sure, slap this in this game. Yeah, and the sound effects of the slashing and the monsters, all really, really repetitive. So, yeah, I, I would recommend muting this game, actually. Yeah, I don't think you're going to miss out on anything if you do that. No. But then, uh, and then of course, the next thing you want to get over, it. man. I feel like this is a short episode. I feel like I had so much I wanted more to talk about. But I can't you're gonna remember it. everything after. We're I done. know. Once I start playing, I'm like, oh, I love this. Like, I want to talk more about it. Anyway, but yeah, the next thing, of course, talk about is the achievements. And I, you guys were very close this week. Would not recommend the achievements for. They're neither really fun nor are they for achievement hunters. The time to beat for Dragon Quest Builders Two is. 56 hours if you're doing the main story. If you're trying to do about everything, you're looking at about 114 hours. So this is not a short game. No, that's so crazy. Don't recommend it for Achievement Hunters. Uh, a good amount of achievements you're getting from progressing in the game, but there's some relatively fun ones, like sitting in the ocean for two minutes. Oh, that was I Some people those. might consider that fun. <laughs> no, why do games keep doing this? We're like, oh, stand still for an hour, sit for two minutes. It's like, are you guys like that lazy with your achievements? Well, they're just like, oh, yeah, just sit there. I agree. It's I there's I don't know why it irritates me because in real life, if you're like sit for two minutes and you you win something, I'd be like, okay. I know, but yeah, it's like literally the opposite of like the actual achievement. Like, congrats, you sat there. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just tedious. But Keith, you said you played like thirty something hours, right? I mean, I'm I'm purely estimating, but I'm pretty sure I had to have put in well over yeah, twenty plus easy. Keith, you did 280, uh, 13 out of 31. Andrew, 290. You guys both played this game a ton. It's not a lot of achievements. No, it's not. No. And then me, I mean, I got 60. <laughs> nice. Yep. So I got a whopping, sorry, I got a whopping four achievements. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I feel like, see, I didn't mind the water one in this one because I don't think you had to at least stand still, which I know isn't a major selling point or difference, but it, it was... It was minor, but in a way to me, it made me feel like I could get a couple achievements without having to beat the game or play 100 plus hours because it just wasn't going to give me achievements otherwise because there was one to like take 10 snapshots, which is dumb to me when games do that, but I get why they do it. They're like, hey, we put this feature and we're going to find a way to encourage you to use it. So that's the only which, reason. By the way, 
that actually reminds me of another point and another thing. And I actually like the snapshot. So there is multiplayer with this game, but it's really basic. Uh, some of your friends can visit your Island of Awakening, your sandbox world. They can help you build it, or you can just have them be there as visitors and explore. It's really basic. I actually wish this game just had a co-op. Yeah, like the other person becomes Maltroth. Maltroth, yeah, because he's always with you. Like, it would have been great if this game was actually co-op. I would have loved, loved if this game did. But yeah, so you have a little bit of a co-op feature. But uh, the cool thing, not a lot of loading times. This game does only loads like a couple times and it's very quick. But normally during the load times, it actually has snapshots of people's islands. So it's really cool. Like, there's normally a board you can go and flip through a bunch of snapshots. I'm not going to do that. But the fact that they just throw it during the loading screen, I think that's really cool. You can even like or save the photo or like even like put it as one of your favorites so you can message the builder to say something to them. It's just a really kind of cool social feature that they just threw in the loading screen. And I, th- I love that feature. Well, I feel like there's like little mini loads. Like whenever, for instance, someone joins your party or like there's certain endings of dialogues that you can't skip through and you're just waiting for like 10, 15 seconds. So I thought it was actually kind of a lot. I don't think those were loadings. I think it was just a, a poor uh, decision. It felt like a load. I know. So I'm going to lump it into that category. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with Andrew in this one because I think Andrew had to deal with the same thing. It's it's not a load time thing, but it is a nuisance. It is an absolute nuisance. Yeah. But getting into our final thoughts. Uh, so for me, as I said, this is a definite game. Even though I know I complained about a lot of things of this game, not a huge fan of the character models. Don't like the music. Don't like the story. But the gameplay itself was so good and it hooked me so good that I just wanted to keep playing this game. If I could get rid of the in-betweens, anytime you're on these islands doing their own little stories, building up this village, leveling up your base, making it look better, and the gameplay was changing, I just I could play this game for hours. I lost sleep. I was okay with it. I was having so much fun. This is a definite game. You should definitely check it out. I'm not a huge meticulous builder kind of person. A lot of my stuff still looked like crap, but it didn't matter. It still worked. And even by the end, even though I wasn't a good builder, things started to look better. This game made it very accessible for me to kind of get things going. I'm going to give it a 92, even though there's a lot I did not like. Like, like I said, you could turn the music off, get rid of that whole segment. The gameplay was just so good. And I'm going to finish this game, even though I'll, even though it's stupid long. I'm still going to finish it because I love the third chapter. It really takes off. Yeah, I mean, so I'm just going to jump right in here. And one of my biggest issues already is that we have other games to play. So I'm going to have to try and I find know. time to play this game because <laughs> I want to keep playing it. I want to get further in it. So there's that. Did we talk about the Explorer Islands at all? Like oh no, we did not. So I'm I'm just gonna start with some other things real quick before we get into it. Because I sit there, I'm like, this is, feels like a short episode. Because like so much I want to talk about. One of the actual biggest like in between things, if you will, or to use Andrew's words, is that there's these mini islands that you can unlock throughout it that I I'm in between on because I'm with you, Andrew. I think it kind of just feels like busy work, but it it's a nice change of pace where you go to these islands and basically just you explore them and you look for it's like a little treasure hunt they give you a list of things that you need to discover and if you do you get an unlimited resource of a particular type and it sounds like from what andrew was telling me some of them are good you can get like some really good quality metals and stuff so like that aspect i think is just really cool and just another way that you can easily bury 100 plus hours into this game if you if you want to go into everything that it has to offer but yeah, from from the time I picked up the controller on this game, well, no, I'm not going to say the, t- the second I picked it up because the intro is really boring. When you're on the ship, like, yeah. don't let that sway you. It's slow. It's tedious. But it only takes like 20 minutes. Just get through it, and the game gets so much more fun. Once you get to Faro Fields, that's when it really took off for me. Yeah, because even the, it was a little bit fine when you get to the Isle of Awakening originally. Yeah. But yeah, when you get to the first actual island in this game it just becomes so fun and and it only takes maybe an hour or so to get there if you just play straight through it take the time and do it at least if you don't have some vile hatred for builder games the music kind of sucked the sound kind of sucked so yeah take it out but i could take it out so i'm not going to fault the game for it it had some weird dialogue it had a lot of weird dialogue you can skip (laughs) most of it the gameplay is fun it's, I just, I had a blast with it. 
it might already be my front runner for favorite game we've played this year. Not game of the year necessarily, but favorite game we played, a, a category that I just made up. So I'm going to give this game a a burning 95. Does that work? Dragons or something? That was a stretch. I know. You didn't do one, so I had to at least. I, I Sorry, didn't think about it. But you actually reminded me of another thing that I really love about this game, and that is bag space. You have a bag that literally can hold everything. I, you have like 10 pages of just bag space. I I almost never filled a second page. So, yeah, you do not have to worry about management uh, inventory management in this game, and I loved that feature. Anyway, sorry, Liz. I'll let you go. You guys talked me up a bit. I think I'm going to give it... It seems a little low compared to you guys, but an 85. I, the dialogue and the characters, it just really irritated me. Gameplay-wise, I, I really liked it. Solid. Uh, but a lot of the grapes that I had, you listed, uh, you know, the music. I was originally going to give it an 82, but I think I'm going to give it an 85. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. <laughs> um, Metacritic TBD for both users and critics. But one critic that gave it a 70 said, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is going to be the perfect game for some people and the most tedious of ones for others. Presenting a more directed take on the classic Minecraft structure, this succeeds at retaining that creativity while actively giving players something to work for and something tangible to do. But more impressively, Builders 2 never feels like a pale imitation. Well said. So yeah. I don't like yeah, their score, really but it's very well said. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really love for that game. That's like someone who is on the spectrum that they didn't like it, but couldn't really say anything bad about it. So they're like, 70. But some people <laughs> are going to love this, not me. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. A review of Dragon Quest Builders 2. Thank you all again so much for joining us. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me at Xbox Live at Firebird 01952. If you have any game suggestions, we have, but we've got quite a bit coming up. But if you have any for us, We'll add you to the list. You can email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Game Pass Grab Bag, to see our pictures of our reviews for any of our past games. Yeah, to that point, um, if you if you post it on our Facebook, other people can see it too. And then, I don't know, you can help push people's picks to maybe get them done sooner or vice versa. Post your own and, and someone else can say, hey, I want to hear that game too. So that's going to be yeah. my outro for this week. I've been Keith. And I'm Liz Anoob, Gamertag Conan Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz Anoob. Noob is EW. Alrighty, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Love you all. Hope to see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.